Hello and welcome to The Don Father, a family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. And five games into the season, we are sitting very pretty at four and one. And it was a glorious victory. Uh, It was hard fought. It was wet. It was greasy. And it was against a contender. Mickey Noodle, how did you see the game on the weekend? Uh, well, I saw it at uh, your mother's rumpus room and uh, it was good viewing. Uh, it was indeed. Yeah, it was just, I walk in at, you know, halfway through the third after my local club, we got up out of Parkdale and, uh, yeah, look, it's just, I walk in, I walk through the door and I just hear you going bananas, Uncle Joe's going nuts, Laura's sick. Your mum was excited and, and Ali was running around making noises. Everyone was excited. Everyone was excited, weren't they, Matty V? Well, look, I wasn't there. I was uh, watching it in the humble abode before uh, taking myself down to a local establishment and uh, continuing the viewing there where I, uh, you know, probably a first impressive win of the, uh, of the season in terms of a notable opponent. So always good. I do think, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into any negativity. Just I'm going to say, well done, good job, and keep it going. That's all I'm going to say for now. Mm. Well, Nikki Noodle Ellie was a bit of a good luck charm, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. I, I don't think I've ever watched a game with her and seen us lose. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She only comes to the wins. Um, not that she cares about football or much else apart from causing a ruckus. Um, but yeah, whenever she's uh, stopped to watch a game, it's always been a positive. That's right. In fact, you could say, you know, whenever there has been a birth in our family around that time, it's usually a successful period for the Essendon Football Club. Just look at my birth in 2000. Mm. We won mm. the flag. Ali born in 2021. She's not even two yet. Mm. We could uh, be in for a very successful period. That's right. That's right. It's uh, Look, I was... I was really pleased because, as you heard from our episode last week, this was going to be the big test. And I think every every Essendon fan had the same belief that, yeah, we were sitting pretty at three and one, but hadn't really... We'd beaten who we'd played, right? But we hadn't played much. And the one game that came against some decent opposition, we ended up giving a four-goal start and, and losing two by 15 points. So it was... I went into this game with not many expectations and, and a little bit apprehensive, expecting us to sort of... I would have been happy had we been in the game right to the end and sort of been within four goals at the final siren. And so you can imagine my uh, my delight when we actually ended the game in front. And for the first time in a long time, the conditions hit, the weather hit, and it was actually in our favour because we weren't behind. So many times we've been fighting our way back into a game and, and some inclement weather comes in and you think, well, that's it. We're not catching up now. So it was actually really quite enjoyable to be in front and actually like it when the rain came down. Yeah, well, it's always... Uh, geez, you never know there if uh, Nick V is going to... But in normally, you, you can't not get a word out of him, but uh, I thought he was going to slot in there, but he, he hasn't. He just sat away there in the corner. Not saying much, but I'll come in and say something. Uh, yeah, no, rain was very welcome. Uh, wasn't welcome in, uh, you know, when you had to actually uh, get in the outdoors. But uh, no, I was happy to see it. 
happy to see it uh, come when it did, and uh, we played it perfectly, did exactly what we had to do, got the chocolates, and we move on to, uh, well, it's actually further than a week, isn't it, uh, with the intake day? It's, uh, it's a whole about... nine-day break, isn't it? Yeah, it's a long break. It's a long break. And I think um, there's quite a lot to dissect in this game. There's, there's, I think we had some really good success across a number of different aspects of the football club over the weekend. Um, and I think there's a lot of talking points. And, and I think there's really some, there's some sung heroes and there's some unsung heroes. And I've got a, an early crow that I'm going to dish out to you guys in a little while and see, see if you like picking up what I'm putting down. But I think on so many levels, it was such a, a pleasing win because of uh, what you picking up what I'm putting down that that overall it was just a, a really solid win and just means so much more than than beating a contender. Uh, I'm still keeping a lid on it. Um, the reality is we've been terrible for so long and for pretty much my entire life. I have been sold on the dream that we are better than we are with a few good wins here and there, but the reality is we're still middle of the pack club. So until we back it up consistently, I'm just going to take this as a one-off and actually doesn't mean much. Mm. Mm. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. Once bitten, twice shy. I um, I mean, they were talking about on the commentary how this was Essendon's biggest win in a, in a very long time, but I think they're failing to recall that in 2021, we actually beat the Bulldogs who were sitting on top of the ladder to kind of drive our way into the top eight. And that was our first big scalp of the year. We'd, we'd gone on a bit of a run and, and beaten some mediocre teams. But that's when, really, that was quite a significant win at the time. I mean, the Bulldogs didn't end up finishing inside the top four that season because uh, they lost, like, four of the next five or some rubbish like that. But I I think this one is more significant. But that that win itself was quite significant, or at least it was for me at the time being in lockdown and not being able to go to the footy and stuff to beat top of the table Bulldogs in a close one with uh, Peter Wright kicking seven goals was quite pleasing for me. I've got to say, I've got to say, and, and often do I agree with my brother, but uh, in this one I have, uh, to say that this is one of our biggest wins, you know, we don't know enough about this. It's still five games. It is about, oh, it's about a quarter to a fifth. Of, of the season. I'll, I'll take that into account. But I don't think there's enough sample size there to actually conclude that Melbourne are going to be what we expect Melbourne to be and they're going to be as good uh, as we think. Um, it's, it, the way I watch the game, no lever, no gorn. I really think Melbourne had an off day more than we had a really great... Like, don't get me wrong, we, we played well. But I don't think we got a Melbourne who were on top of their, uh, top of their game... They, they looked off. They looked off. So I, I, I do factor in whether Melbourne lost it as much as we, we won it. Um, I think in the context of, of the season where it's at right now, Melbourne had won three games by 50-plus points, beaten some very good teams. Definitely the form side, well, apart from St Kilda maybe, the form side of the competition. I think in context, I mean, the entire season will give us the correct context, Right. But in the context of this, where we're sitting at, not knowing what the future holds, I think it's a significant win. Yeah, but the teams they've beaten, have they proven to be actually that 
great. I mean, um, they've been big wins though. Who have they? Uh, I'm, I'm, it's escaping me now trying to keep track of who Melbourne have knocked off. But uh, I think there's some, some teams there who came in with, with high hopes, but I, I feel like have, have dropped away. But I, I could be wrong there. But I mean, the only real notable side of 2023, or sides, I should say, have been Collingwood and uh, St Kilda, where I've really gone, wow, look at them. Well, they've uh, been the Bulldogs, uh, lost yeah, to Brisbane. Were, who are so, not great. I think yeah. Bulldogs are rubbish. Yeah. Uh, then they beat Sydney by 50 points. In Melbourne? Uh, in Melbourne. Uh, okay. And then they beat West Coast, who are not much chop. Yeah. And then they beat... Uh, no, they didn't beat us. We beat them. So they, yeah, lost, so they lost to Brisbane. They beat the Bulldogs. They beat Sydney. And they beat... Uh, West Coast. Okay, so yeah, Sydney. I'll I'll give them one. I'll rate Sydney, but the others are. I'm not too. I'm not convinced. Uh, like the Bulldogs. I think we we came in with high expectations on them, but I'm uh, sort of seeing they they've got a few issues. Um, mm. lost to Brisbane. Okay, beat Sydney. Give them that, and then obviously West Coast mm. uh, as well. Who are we know and not much chops. So I, I I'm not convinced that Melbourne yet have proven that they as we, as we are making them out to be. Mm. Mm, um, yeah, and, and I, I do think they were, they didn't look as good as I, I, I feel like there'd be some, some frustrated bodies down at uh, Amy Park or wherever they train at, at Casey, in terms of knowing they, they're probably not playing to their potential, and they also do have their captain and one of their most important pieces in Jake Lever out. So mm. I'm not convinced that it, it, it is. It might look better. On, you can make it look a lot better than, than perhaps what it was. I also think, I don't, yeah, look, the media are the media, but they are so quick, so, so quick to tear us down when they get an opportunity. Uh, and I feel like as soon as we go well, they are quick to get on us just for the sake of tearing us down. Perhaps they do it to every club, but I only really read the Essendon articles. Uh, they are so quick uh, to jump to conclusions here, how good we've been and Brad Ball and all this sort of stuff. Mm. I, I feel like it's all a ploy. So that the moment things start to go a little bit south, which they will because it is inevitable in an AFL season that you do lose a bit of form or you, you know, you, the, the chips go down a bit, that they can tear us a new one from... Uh, you get a much better story when you, you, you're, you're ripping down the top side than you do a side who are, you know, bottom eight or bottom ten, I should say. So... Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I'm not buying that. It's. It, it, look, it's a good win. It, it shows something's working. There's been improvement, and there's there is enough sample to say improvement is happening down at Essendon. But I also don't think it's time to start uh, losing the plot and making this out to be bigger than something uh, that it is, which it was just a win. No, I'm. I'm with you in that I measured with my excitement, but <laughs> I. Um, I, this is, it, it feels like a game where in previous years we would have just been absolutely smashed. Um, and we've turned up being competitive and ended up winning the game. So I'm really pleased with the win in the context of where we are in this season. Oh, of course. Well, yes, obviously pleased with the win. Uh, all I was trying to say is, uh, you know, the pundits were saying this is our biggest win in, in, a, in a few years or this and that. and yeah, I that's think that's a bit the, overblown. Yeah, that's really uh, difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's that's um, 
don't think we knocked off anyone in 2020. Maybe we didn't. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's as big a deal. If, if, if we can go over this next four or five-week period, um, well, I guess that was game one of this next, well, the remaining four weeks. If we come out in a, in a, with a positive win-loss record, I think then... I think we're in good shape. To, yeah, you can start the OK. Uh, and depending on who we lose to as well, mm. I think then you can probably start to go, OK, well, uh, there might be something there. But, um, yeah, still, still, still a lot of uh, testing to be done. Mm, mm. So let's jump into our likes and dislikes. And I want to I kick this off with really my first like for this person for the year and and it seems bizarre given given how we're traveling but i want to give my first big like to brad scott and the coaching group i think that they absolutely out coached simon goodwin and his team on the weekend in particular in that first half using two rucks exposing grundy's um inexperience in defense getting them to push forward five goals from the ruckman Incredibly influential, set up the game really, really well. Are you uh, looking at it as the same way as me, Nicky Noodle? Did you think that Brad Scott had a really good day at the office? Yep, yep, I did. And I think I remember speaking to you post-game how long it's been since we've had a coach actually out-coach an opposition. Mm. Uh, under Wersfold, uh, I don't think he ever out-coached anyone. Mm. Uh, mm. And big truck rutten just... I don't even know what I was watching under truck button. Mm. So probably probably not since probably not since even when we had Bomber Thompson for one year have we had a coach just outwit and just just absolutely dominate uh, mm. an opposition coach. The last time I remember that happening was when James Hurd was coaching and Carlton had a really powerful midfield. And they overloaded the midfield around the ground by bringing up a, a forward flanker and putting an extra midfielder in. And that tactically really broke uh, Carlton apart. And that is really the last clear memory I have of an Essendon coach outwitting his direct opponent in being the opposition coach. And I think not only was it the Ruckman, but it was the way that we've been setting up the ground and the way that they didn't allow transition from Melbourne there. Their, end-to-end transition, the way that we were able to slow the game down, the way that we adjusted to wet weather football when it was appropriate. I just think he had a really good day at the office. And, of course, the players have to execute the game plan, but I think he just did a really, really good job on Sunday. Yeah, look, um, and it's funny uh, that, uh, Nick V, you say that you don't know what you were watching on the truck when I uh, recall... You were the one who said, no, we've got to bide our time on truck and trust the process, but uh, which probably... Yeah, uh, you can I, trust I actually, the process and also say, yeah, he got out-coached. He was a young coach. You can't expect a young coach to just come in and go, yep, I'm going to outsmart all of you. I think the problem was that you made the assumption that there was a process when we have found out recently that there was no process. Yes, well, fair enough. <laughs> um. I, I, look, I, I, um, the Ruck one is an interesting one. Um, I, I actually don't think it was a secret that Grundy, uh, the way to beat Grundy was to make him fight two Rucks all day or just constantly have a fresh Ruck. Like, if you go head-to-head with Grundy, you, you, you lose. Um, mm. And the way to beat him was, okay, well, yeah, put, put 
through rucks through there, and we saw that um, 2018 grand final was case in point with mm. uh, Vardy and uh, shit, I can't remember. Was it was Last set, that's it. Yep, because he went support straight after. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't think that was a secret. Um, yeah, we executed that uh, from statistical report. I haven't seen them. This is secondhand information. Uh, our ability to win uh, defensive fifty one on ones uh, has been elite. Mm. Um, and I, I was, yeah, I was quite impressed. Moved the ball a little bit better than we had probably in previous weeks. We were forced to, but um, some of that may have also come down to the conditions where Melbourne couldn't do what they want to do in terms of marking and all that sort of thing. So, um, well, I think even in in our uh, entries into the forward line, particularly early in the game, were very measured. Uh, certainly weren't bombing long, intentionally not bombing long, lowering the eyes, trying to hit people on the lead. I think that went really well. I think uh, having Langford and Stringer rotate off Stephen May and almost play defensively on him worked really well. And I think the pressure around the midfield then made it much easier for our defenders to keep their forwards under control. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. Um, The way they're playing uh, Stephen May, and and this led into a discussion um, as to how we play uh, Dacos. But, um, yeah, it, it was a risk that sort of paid off. That Traditionally, you would go, all right, Stephen May, let's put one of our, our uh, big boys on him. And obviously, we didn't quite have one on the or Harry Jones. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought I thought that was interesting move to make, force Stephen May to play someone a little bit more dynamic uh, in a Stringer mm. or a Langford, who, uh, by, you know, just did a fantastic job. Um, I've just got in, in my head when a Langford kicked his second goal late in the third or fourth, mm-hmm. one of the two. I just pushed Stephen May straight off the ball, and that banana from fifty out, forty-five out, uh, fantastic. But um, I, that that that's that was the sort of stuff where I go, gee, I reckon Melbourne just went on their day. Because how many times do you push Stephen May just off the ball like that? Like I I, I don't know. Yeah, I, look, it, it's possible. Uh... And look, they, every team is going to have off days. Um, but I think to say that, oh, Melbourne had an off day and, and that's why we beat them, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think I think they had an off day in part. Maybe they were a little bit off. They had a few players out. But also they had an off day because we didn't allow them to play their game style. Yeah, that's um, fair. That's fair. I, I, was, yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't... Um, I've cut you off there. I should, I should let you finish. You, 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 you go. No, no. I was, yeah, I was just going to say... That, you know, sometimes you have an off day because the other team actually is outcoached and, and outplays you and, and doesn't let you do what you want to do. And certainly that was the case with Setterfield on, on Oliver early. And then I think they moved Setterfield to Petrarca and Oliver got off the chain. But he wasn't, as we can see, he wasn't that influential in the, in the contest. He didn't, he didn't really create a lot of scores and those sorts of things. Yeah. Well, so um, I was going to say, yes, we, I don't think we won the game because Melbourne... We're bad. I'm just saying that the win may look a, a little bit more inflated than what it was. Mm. Say when we're reflecting, um, let's say we let's say we play in September and make a, we play them in the finals and we go, well, we, we got them in round three. I don't think that'll be the same Melbourne we, we see at that end of the year. But I mean, that mm. goes. We for won't any be team. the same Essendon. That's that's yeah. Like I said, that goes for any team. But I, I just don't think we got Mel. Like when we look at a head to head, it wasn't the Melbourne uh, that we think Melbourne are or can be this year. 
That's, mm. that's my point. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, hit me with another like or dislike. Sonic Fee, I'll let you uh, pop in there. Uh, like. Uh, Andrew Phillips. Mm. The mm. bloke is just, he's just a battler. He serves, doesn't make mistakes, doesn't waste a possession, does what he needs to do. Personified by Stephen May's kick in the last quarter and in came That was... He flew. Mm. That was delightful to see him come in and smother, wasn't it? It was good. Personified what Brad Scott has got this team all about. Mm. Mm. Well, like I said, day one, Brad Scott apparently walked into the hangout and said, if you do not want to defend, there's the door. And he may have used an expletive uh, somewhere in that sentence as well. And I think oh, yeah. just, uh, you got a source for that, Matty V? I have an inside source. I have an inside oh, source. Yeah. I can't reveal yeah, but names. This inside the source doesn't have a name. All right, Caroline Wilson. I can't. Well, I can't reveal. Then, then I'm throwing someone on the bus. But um, it's reliable. Uh, let me say that this source has also. I think I've mentioned on the show before, but often sees Brad Scott around the place doing weights, just throwing tin around aggressively, uh, and and I think that's a real statement from the big man. But um, mm-hmm. look, like for me, uh, I second that Phillips one. I think the whole ruck combo was fantastic with Sammy Jovi going forward and kicking goals. Um, I thought it was, no, it was good to have uh, Will Snelling back. I thought he came in and, and just sort of picked up where he left off in, say, 2021. I had a bit of down year last year, but I thought uh, he was pretty good, Snell. Yeah, I want to check his his um, tackles. I think he had something like 12 tackles. Yeah, he, he got up there, and, and, and that probably leads to 10 tackles. Like, well, um, and then I guess, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not looking at the numbers right now, but I believe Setterfield had 10 as well. Yeah, he did. He did. It's... <sighs> uh, Quite impressive, isn't it? 19 positions, 10 tackles. Setterfield has just been an absolute steal. I am in love with the man. And it's so good to have a good player wearing number 12 again. Who's a, a Cramery Welsh? Hey, what do you got against Bagley? No, Bagley was a, the last was real good one. Who had it last year? Oh, the man from Frankston. Oh, I really like Bagley in the 12, especially when he went forward. I, I really like Bagley. I know Bagley was from Frankston. Yeah. No, Bagley was from Frankston, not, not Tommy Cutler. Cutler was, Cutler was a... Uh, Did Tom Cutler play like he was from Frankston? Tom Cutler played like he was from Paran. He, yeah, he yeah. may well have been. I think he was from the East. Um, Oakley Chargers type operator. So um, I want to talk about Harry Jones. I think Harry Jones had a really... He had the best... Let's go to disposals here. He had the absolute best five disposal game that you could see from a team oriented key forward. His work, particularly in the first half defensively, to bring the ball to ground, to make a contest, to just harass and not allow Stephen May and the other key defenders to come in and intercept Mark was incredible. I, with no hint of sarcasm, was incredibly impressed with Harry Jones's game. I think he deserves a shout-out because he he was working incredibly hard and putting in a contest across the ground. And he got his reward. He should have had two goals. I think he kicked that second one. Um, but, yeah, really, uh, really pleased with Harry Jones. 
that is finding some form and, and just playing the team role. Yeah, look, I don't know where to sit with him. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, he, he probably stays in um, right now. But if if Weeders and uh, or Wright is not going to be right, pardon the pun, uh, for a few weeks, does he does he still remain in the side? Do you think? Yes. You reckon? You, the, you people, people think these days, oh, not these days, but people tend to think for you to be having a good game as a forward, key forward, you need to be marking every ball, you need to be kicking snags. All Harry's done for the first five weeks, he hasn't marked everything, but he's brought every ball to ground. I can't remember a time he's been outmarked. Mm, he just brings the ball fair. to ground. When we play a small, we have a small forward line, we play, you know, three smalls, all right? It works in our favour, all right? Because then they get to work, apply the pressure, you lock the ball in, defend from the front half, all right? That's all he yep. needs to do. He doesn't need to kick bags. He just needs to give opportunity to the little fellas around him. And I think when when there's two other key forwards there that potentially he gets the third match up and, and then can get off the chain a little bit, or he can move up the ground and, and be that link player, take a mark on the wing, turn around, deliver, et cetera, et cetera. But I was just really pleased. Look, he's not... Five possessions is not where I would hope that he's ending up, but given his struggles early this year, I, I was really pleased to to see, and I really wanted to shout out because he, he didn't get rewarded with possessions and it wasn't a big number game, but it was a really effective game in my opinion. He just played his role really, really well. Yeah, that's I, I, I probably what he's done for the last few weeks, but... Yeah, I, I I do I look forward when he when he when he pieces it all together and, the, and their body is there to be a you know first um, tall forward or even a, if he's not a second already. But yeah, I, he he will be dangerous. Um, mm. Look, I think he's ahead. Even though they played opposite ends of the ground, he's he's much further ahead um, of where Zerk Thatcher was um, at his age. So. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I think Harry, he'll be fine. He'll come good, and I think he'll be a really dangerous player. Bob, mm. up, bob up for you two or three every week. Uh, probably gets a little bit higher up the ground. But, um, mm. yeah, look, playing his role in the side. Um, I, fair cool, fair cool. Best five disposal game ever. Mm. Hard mm. to say, but fair, fair cool to say he played his role. I, I, I'll play that. I'll play that. Mm. I'll pay that. So, um, Noodle. Or Maddie, hit, hit me with another like. You just love a, a like, don't you? Oh, um, you can hit me with a dislike if you got one. Ah, uh, look. Um, uh, uh, here we go. I was going to say, uh, your Honey Roses, your mother's cooking after the game dinner was delicious. That was oh, that was a like, was it? Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, good. Yeah, she did. She did put on a good spread, didn't she? Yeah, it was delicious. It yeah. was just perfect meal after a well hard fought victory. Yeah, some some roast potatoes, some baked chicken, a nice little salad. It was yeah, it was a good meal. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Sammy Durham. I think he's Sammy he's Durham. Really yeah, established himself. Is is he um? He's too old to be nominated for Rising Star, isn't he? Is he I think he got there? nominated in his. Last year, I think. Okay. Yeah, it could be right. Probably, but I think he's only a year or two younger than me. So he's about 22-ish, I reckon. 
Yeah, he's 22. So he'd be right on the cusp of being able to be nominated. But I think he's already had a nom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, still another solid perform- performance uh, from him. Mm. I just love what he what he brings every week. He, nothing fancy. Not to say he's not uh, skillful or anything like that, but just, just gives it a crack. Um, wins the ball. Uses it well. Runs hard all day. I'm not too sure what else you could ask from a, a guy like him. So, um, I've been, been happy with uh, Sammy Durham. Mm-hmm. So I um, can we talk about Kyle Langford for a second? Well, because I think he, with without word of an exaggeration, I think he's in all Australian form. To be honest, and. When I talk about All-Australian, I'm thinking more in an interchange spot because he's been thrown around so much already this year that I don't think he will have the body of work in any particular position, whether it be half-forward, whether it be half-back, whether it be midfield. But if you're genuinely picking an All-Australian team and he continues along this vein of form, I don't see how you can leave this player out of a bench position uh, when he is performing better than I've ever seen uh, in so many different roles that he's been cast into this year. Yeah, fair That was my question to you. Well, if, if he's um, Australian, where, where exactly do you play him? Um, full forward. Full forward? No, yeah. I, think, I think he's All-Australian with a bench spot on the interchange. Look, yeah, he probably will. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who's a lock. Well, not, not a lock, but uh, has to be in serious, serious contention. Uh, Darcy Parrish. Yeah. Some of the, yeah. the ball use from him was unbelievable. 602 metres gained. Uh, 16, 18 kicks, 16 handballs. Yeah, he's, he, you know he's in a contract year, don't you? <laughs> We've seen this before. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but uh, no, look, Langer's uh, Mr. Fix-It. Interesting to see where he, um, and even his, his draft brother, um, Laverde, very, very, very sharp as well, I thought, mm. on the weekend. But um, interesting to see. I, I think he will settle up forward. I'm not too sure there's much room for him um, down back there uh, in terms of there's some really good players down there who are playing some good footy. So, mm. yeah, I... I uh, I think he'll he'll settle up forward, and you might you might might you might just see him bob up in the All Australian conversation. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think he's he's definitely in there. Very good. Any dislikes from yourself, Nick G or Nick V? Uh, I've got two dislikes. I'll hit you with the first one, and that is mine with back Verrett. Uh, the dislikes. Verit. No, yeah, so no. I'm saying the 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 uh, the, the, the tribunals uh, handout. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in the preview. Uh, but uh, Jai Caldwell's set shot goal kicking this year. Yeah, look, I've I've got some sympathy for Jai Caldwell. Um, it is one of the hardest positions to play as that fourth mid, uh, but not the one that comes off the bench. The one that uh, sits at half forward. Um, and watches the ball get kicked up. He's got to come to every contest up the ground. He'll never get it because he's on that rung side. He's playing a purely defensive role, and the ball gets kicked over his head, and he has to go and run and chase it and then uh, try and get some some crumbs 
if he can get there in time. Uh, and and, I think and he has to be effective with every disposal he makes. So I have some sympathy for him there in just that really rocking a hard... It's so important to play well and to have a good, good player there. He's one of the hardest positions on the ground as that half-forward mid. I think he's playing really well. Yeah, I mean, I specifically, his set-shot goal-kicking. I think he's actually playing that position and playing his role exceptionally well. I just don't like his set-shot goal-kicking at the moment. Yeah, no, look, okay, that's, that, that's a... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he kicked two miraculous ones to give us a chance against the Saints. He did. He did. I like those. Shot, are those set-shots? No. They were but, from open um, play. He's got... Uh, he, he, he can do it. No, because they're open play oh, goals. We're specifically referencing set shot kicking. Yeah, I'm saying if he can kick them, he can, he can kick the set shots. So I'm just going into bat four, uh, my man, uh, having knowing what it's like to play that position. Uh, mm. it, it, it is tough, so I, I feel for him. Mm. You got this like for me, Nicky Noodle? Uh, No, nah, none that I can think of, to be honest. I only no, yeah, just I happy in general. Well, I missed the first half of the game. Didn't have time to catch up on it. So really, I, you know, I walk in and it was goals galore. Mm. Um, I mean, I would have liked to have won by more, but beggars can't be choosers. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm just happy to taste sweet victory. Mm. Mm. I feel like there's not enough Massimo. I disagree with that. that. That's a big dislike for me. Not enough Massimo. He's got to earn his spot. The kid will play. He mm. will play. Mm. Yeah, look, no, I'm, I'm with Scott on that one. If, if, if you know, defence is our focus and um, he got caught out against St Kilda there on uh, Butler or um, Higgins and when, when uh, um, in a uh, Essendon group chat, another one, I mean, uh, they pulled up the highlights and yeah, he, he got caught in the wrong position a few times, and obviously Zerk Thatcher had to come back in. So, yeah, look, mm. unlucky, but so the way it goes, like that, that, that was a priority, was um, defending well, and that's his job as a defender. So, mm. uh, no, I'm happy with that. I'll be interested to see if Nick Hind comes on in a permanent fixture. Um, he was a good he, sub, wasn't he? He, made, he had a real impact. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if he'll get a bit more time. Uh, I wonder if he'll be um, the the day cost answer. I wonder if he'll mm. win. I wonder. But I've got a few. I've got a couple of theories on that. Uh, but I look mm. forward to discussing that. We'll, we we'll get to that in the preview. We'll get to that in the preview. So just just a couple more to finish up. Really happy with McGrath's performance again. Just continuing to grow into that role. Uh, very smooth with his possessions. Makes good decisions when he's facing the game. Dylan Shiel continuing on his great vein of form, really from the midpoint of last year. But just in general, Heppel, another great game from him, really has responded well. Uh, the big one I want to mention is the Prince of Portsy. When the rain came down and the game became a bit of a slog, he really came into his own in that contest, in the in the third and, and fourth quarters there. I, I was really pleased. He, he wasn't doing a whole heap early, but kicked that miraculous goal on his left and really had an influence on the contest when it started to get down and dirty. So really pleased with his performance. Yeah, look, Perk is another one. 
Um, I, I sort of felt it'd been a little bit down. Is that is that? I just felt down. Like, you reckon? Uh, the last few weeks he I was just... nearly best on ground round one. Yeah, you had no, 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 no. Two, sorry, sorry. Thereabouts. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I'm saying those those early one or two rounds, very, very, very prominent. And then thought he, he probably um, or St Kilda, uh, and then had a quiet couple of weeks that followed. So interested to see what level of consistency. Um, but if if you know we get really good and then a bit more quieter performances, or, or you know you can find a bit of a more um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, not so much contrast between uh, his his level of impact between weeks. I will say though, in his position where he's been almost purely forward, uh, it is a little bit tougher. But no, good good to have him back, um, making impact on the game. Mm, mm. So look, I think really good win overall. Happy to be four and one. Much better than than uh, three and two. Really pleased that we've started this difficult month with a win. Lots of good performances across the board. Uh, have you guys got anything else to add in our review of the Melbourne game? No, look, I'm pretty happy. I reckon we've covered a lot there. No, mm. Keep a lid on it. On yeah, to the per- next. Perfect, perfect. So let's take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, we'll look forward to a very, very special day in the football calendar, and Zach Day. So, boys, Anzac Day footy, Tuesday, the 25th of April, MCG, 3.20pm. This is one of my favourite days of the year. And this is the first time in quite a number of years when I'm genuinely excited about the quality of football that's going to be on show. Normally, in the last few years, you're like, oh, geez, I'll be happy if we don't get pumped and if we can sneak a win. But I think this is going to be a ripper of a contest. Well, we, we, we won the game two years ago. We did. We did, but it was unexpected. Yeah, fickle. Fickle. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a while since both sides were at the top. Um, look, I, I think it's well-versed that I actually have a lot of respect for Collingwood and, and Craig McRae in terms of the way they play football. I don't know. Um, I hate them. No, they hate can suck it. Yeah. Oh, look, as, as, a, as a football club and a, and a rivalry between the two clubs... Is uh, uh, yeah, a fair bit of uh, re- yeah, not 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 a lot of love for them in that There's regard. No respect, just... they're cheats. I hate them. Yeah, but uh, for me, I I don't know if where is what is they are, but it's certainly um, exciting to think. Well, hey, hang on. Uh, yeah, this could this could be a good contest between two. Dare I say it? Two good sides. Dare I say we're I, I think we've caught them at a really good time. I think they're in a bit of a ruck crisis at the moment. I mm. think they've had a few other relatively major injuries. Taylor Adams has been cited for the same thing that Zach Merritt has been cited for. So, mm. look, I'd, if, if they both go, I'm feeling much more comfortable than if just Zachy went. And if for some reason Zach gets off and Taylor Adams 
is out, then that's even better for us. I I think, yeah, I think this is going to be another good test, but I also think similar to this game just gone, that we might be getting them at exactly the right time or a good time for us to really be able to sneak a win, whereas at a full-strength Collingwood, maybe we, we're not going to get that close to them. Yeah, well, obviously McStay and Murphy, two another two big boys go down. So I don't know if McStay will be an out. I'm not too sure what the actual injury was. I but Murphy's that big, but yeah. They just yeah, really frantic. You think Murphy didn't, will go, he not, won't miss a week? No, Murphy has to miss a week because he's got concussion. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. He, I, something like he's, I think he's a medium defender, like 190. Oh, I thought he was a bit bigger. I thought he was like a key. Nathan Murphy. Who knows? Um, yeah, right. He come and eat the, it was, I'll uh, tell you what, I've never 193. heard of him. There you go, 193. I'd so. absolutely never heard of him until he, this whole funeral around him getting concussed. Yeah, fair, fair cool. Yeah, fair cool. shit. Um, well, he's still, he might have had to play a bit bigger on the weekend, so I think it still might force Frampton um, to go back and have to play like an Ash Johnson in the rack or something like that. Um, mm. So we'll... We'll see, but I think the uh, I don't know if the ruck because their midfield's good enough that they can probably defend against um, conceding the ruck. Well, they might even mm. just go like a permanent, um, you know, Jack Silvani type in there and just say we'll lose the ruck, we'll play an extra mid. So um, I think the question is going to become how, and this has been proven over five weeks. Uh, how do you stop, or you must stop Nick Dacos? You must mm. stop Nick Dacos. Um, I think got, I think Snelling goes to him. What do you think? Well, I've got I've got some options here. Okay, mm. option one, uh, Snelling, and or Dave if he comes back in, go head to head with him. Mm, I, um, I don't think you give that job to Davey. I don't think that his his modus operandi. Okay, yeah, just, just um, make him accountable to defend. Um, someone like a Davey who's got as much flair. Say he mm. does, Davy, uh, and, and Davy we know can he's willing to chase and can keep up with the pace of of Dacos. Mm. Um, but hey, you, yeah, fair call. You may just want to let him play. Um, someone like Stringer or Langford on him, um, obviously making him accountable on defence. Um, but obviously he could hurt us on our defence there because he'll just run off. Uh, particularly Stringer, I'm, I'm assuming he'll just sort of run off there. Um, mm. But we have done it uh, before in the past with Stringer where we said, okay, you got to their best player and make him accountable. Um, I thought perhaps maybe a Durham or a Nick Martin go more to half forward and they go head-to-head with him. Um, mm. uh, and obviously we've got guy like guys like Caldwell or Perkins who I can go head... you go to him. Caldwell Perkins can also go head-to-head. Uh, I don't mind throw... the Caldwell one. Can throw uh, Menzi. In mm. there as well, or Nick Hind, I mm-hmm. thought. So um, they're, they're the options there. <laughs> One of our forwards go to him, who's not tall. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Sam Durham or Nick Martin come up uh, forward. So. I, like, I like Snelling because of his um, his tenacity, and I like Caldwell because we know that he can do shutdown jobs. He did that in Lockie Neal last year and a couple others. So I think they're a good option. Um, yeah, I think either of those two. Uh, go to him and just limit his influence a little bit. And then um, just really track his run. 
you know, track him getting those those um, running handballs and, and getting off the chain that way. Yeah, but I think Ken, Kenya, I think obviously Brisbane stopped him with more of a physical approach. Do we, do we have anyone who's got that sort of presence or, or that sort of aggression of, say, like a Zorko has or a, something like that? Like, do you think Snelling's the kind of guy to go and just... Throw throw his body around a bit, or, or I think really only Sammy Draper is is the player that would do that. But I I just don't think we have a small forward, not of the ilk of sort of Nick Comer when he used to do that. So I, yeah, I don't think that's an option. I think Snelling is just a really disciplined, tenacious player, and that's why I think he and he's got the the tank and the speed to go with him. Okay, yeah, fair cool, fair cool. Mm. Um, yeah, there... so I think that that's an interesting matchup. I think. I think we can exploit them through the ruck again. I think we keep the same ruck set up and, and try and push forward and, and stretch their their defence. It's really only Darcy Moore as a tall player that we have to worry about. The rest are not great, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, like I said, I'm sure they'll have an answer in the ruck department for us. Um, not in terms of another ruckman, but I think they'll they'll find a way exploit mm. the advantage we have there and, and, and get it a bit more even. Um, one interesting thing as well is we're still one of the worst teams in the league at defending when the ball is between the arcs. Um, mm-hmm. Where we've actually improved is when the ball goes inside uh, 50. Mm. So um, I think we're top four in that regard. So a team like Collingwood, I wonder if we can still hold ourselves to that ilk um, when we're so exposed between the arcs. Well, that's that's something that I'm really excited to seeing, and and uh, part of the reason why I enjoyed the Melbourne game so much is because that our our system seemed to stand up. So that, it's going to be interesting to see again. I would say that's also skewed because we're top four in the league for trapping the ball in our forward half. So really, like yeah, between the arcs, all right, it doesn't look good, but we're that good at trapping the ball in our forward fifty that it's sort of like we're already defending from the front. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, I see your point. And and our our defenders are winning their one on ones. So like, we're, yeah, um, like the times it get because we're so good at keeping it in that the times it gets out, of course, it's going to come off and poorly defensively. But because we keep it in our forward fifty so often. Mm, mm. No, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. But yeah, look, I think it's going to be an interesting match. Um, if if Merritt goes out, I think it's pretty straightforward that Hobbs just comes in. Does Wiedemann come back in? Do you guys think? Um, if it is a dry, perfect day, bring him in, stretch the defense. Mm, mm. Let's, uh, let's have a look at the weather here. Um, Hines did such a good job as the sub. I would not be disappointed if he continued as the sub. Let's have Fair a... enough. No, no uh, weather. Well, Monday's going to be nice, but uh, I can't get the next day. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at now. Um, There's no Tuesday. What mm, I mean. Yeah, nothing there. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see with that. Um, Davy Jr. Menzi looked a little bit sore, a little bit uh, tired last against Melbourne. So maybe Menzi comes out for Davy Jr. I think Davy Jr. comes in if his if his shoulders okay. Yeah. Now, nah, fair enough. Give Menzi a blow. He's mm. also a young kid. 
Mm, mm. Yeah, he hasn't been playing poorly. He's been playing really well. But just give him a bit of a rest, maybe. Yeah, no, fair enough. It, this would be the worst week to take a rest. Oh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be gut-wrenching, right? That being said, though, I mean, what we front up on the, the Tuesday and then what we'd be playing again that same weekend. Mm, so we're playing again Sunday. So we play Tuesday, Sunday. Yeah, look. Against Geelong. Have him explode uh, against Geelong. Yeah. Uh, so we've got... we're coming off an eight-day break. We're coming off five or six. Five. Or... Yeah. So then we've got Geelong at the MCG, then Port in Adelaide, and then we've got Brisbane in Brisbane. We go Adelaide to Brisbane, and then we've got Richmond. So. If we can get two of the next four, I'll be pretty happy, seeing as we've already beaten Melbourne, right? Yeah. Well, we were saying before the Melbourne game, if we could win one of our next four, yeah. we'd be happy because we, we'd go in around 10 to 5 or 5. Mm, mm. Or 4 or 4 or something like that. Oh, yeah, 5 or 5 or something. Yeah. So if we can win another two, that takes us to, what, 6 and 3? 6 and 4? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, which sets up our season really, really well. But, um, yeah, I, look, I think they're gettable this week in particular. Um, if we have another disciplined, uh, well-coached performance, I think uh, we can beat them, which I wouldn't have been as confident about uh, a couple of weeks ago. The Brad Scott effect. Indeed, indeed. Brad Ball. Well, boy, any, any final thoughts, boys? Nah, look, I don't think it'll be managed this week. The nine-day break. I think it might come uh, in the game after that against is it Port or Geelong? Geelong. Geelong. Um, so yeah, a five-day break might be a little too. That's when they might want to just throw a few magnets around. Um, mm. we'll, we'll see. Take it for the younger bodies, but um, <laughs> see how we go. But no, mm. otherwise, uh, no. Look, positive. Um, we may come in on. Wednesday, a little bit uh, wound licky. But uh, who knows? Indeed, indeed. Well, boys, where can people find us? Instagram, yeah, Facebook, uh, iTunes. I think, we're on, I think we're on the Facebook. I think we've got a, a page that we don't really use that much. Yeah, we, we definitely have it. Good to see you keep up with our socials, Matty. Thank you. Really, I'm really following the IGs, mate. I'm on the IGs. Seeing the oh, I'm on it as well. That doesn't mean you can't be on both. That's just He's doing some fantastic work there and uh, keeps us... Uh, we love your work, Danny G. We don't love Matty V not being aware of what our uh, fans can find us. <laughs> I say it every week. You... Well, there's no point looking at us on Facebook, mate. IGs where you want to be, where we're the most engaged. Uh, well, I think you'll platform. find that the more people you can reach through Cut social the media, the better. Just turn it off. Get the Donfather, the Godfather music playing. Get me off the well, air with this absolute imbecile, Bill. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me, boys. Catch us, uh, you know, online. Come say hello at the footy if you recognise our voices. And uh, until next time, go Don. Yeah.